Well, hello and welcome to our chat online, our weekly podcast that talks about stuff, a little bit of everything. We cover it all. It's a show about common sense. None of us on the show are experts on anything, but we're human. We're United States citizens. And we all have common sense, and that's what the show's about. Just using some of that common sense to talk about different things. You may agree, you may disagree, and that's okay. You know, everybody has their own opinion. Show's about our opinions, but your opinion is welcome, too. You can always get in touch with us. We'll get you on the show with us. If you don't like something we say, if you disagree, hey, come on, tell us about it. We're willing to listen. Maybe you'll change our mind. You never know. It's about common sense. I'm Jeff. And for the uh, first part of the show today, it's, it's just me. Now, Will and Dana will join us in a little bit, and uh, Ben's going to join in as well as we talk about some other subjects. I want to start today out all alone, just talking about uh, Christianity, religion, the Bible. There's not a one of us, and I mean that not a single one of us that actually knows what's going to happen when you die and, uh, you know, what's out there. There's there's no way. you can You can, you know... Take the Bible and believe every word of it, and that's fine because that's your prerogative. That's the way you want to live. You can do that. We're going to go over a few things that are actually in the Bible. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the stuff that's there and, you know, use some common sense. Don't believe what anybody's ever told you, what the preacher man down the road told you. Don't believe anything I say. Just use some common sense. Uh, one of the things in the Bible... Of course, one of the things, one of the, the, the big things, Jesus died, came back. We shall all have everlasting life. But Jesus, he, he didn't die. You know, Christians are always going on about how Jesus died for our sins, but he came back three days later, which means he didn't die. You know, was it even, you know, three days later that his spirit left? His whole body was gone. You know, his body like got up and left or something. But even with that, Jesus died to take away our sins, right? That's that's what we're led to believe. But if Jesus died to take away the sins of humanity, then doesn't that mean that once he was crucified, there was no longer any sin? Isn't that what it was about? If his death was the absolution of the human race, which we're told it was, why do we believe that, you know, we still need to go to church or do what else, you know, the Bible says? Because are we already saved by a sacrifice? He made that sacrifice. If it's not real, there there's still rules to follow. And there's still things, there's still sins that can keep me out of heaven. If that's the case, what was this sacrifice actually all about? To me, again, it just doesn't make sense. You died for our sins, but we still have sins. Let's talk about something else. Jesus, did he have faith? Jesus himself, walking the face of the earth. He was known for rolling his eyes and scolding his disciples for not having enough faith. There's a lot of verses to be found in the New Testament, which Jesus says some variation of don't trust your senses. Don't look for evidence. Just accept it because I said so. But if Jesus was the son of God, then faith wasn't something he even needed. He knew God and heaven were real because that's where he came from, right? No faith required. Is it fair for him to command the rest of the world to believe in something on faith alone, threatening eternal punishment to anyone who doesn't believe? Is it fair that he can say, don't trust your senses, don't look for evidence, you just you just believe me, you just do what I say? I mean, a lot of people complain about Trump. Isn't that what the kind of stuff he did? Just, just believe me. American Christians talk a lot about so-called family values, but that concept 
It doesn't have much, if any, basis in the actual story of Christ. Jesus demanded that his disciples abandon their families, save all their devotion for him and him alone. Aside from seeming to be in direct contradiction to the commandment about honoring thy mother and father, abandoning spouses and children while not against any commandments, seems like, a, you know, a rough thing to do. Jesus, overall, really, if, and if you go by the Bible, is not that nice of a guy. I know, I don't want to offend you, I don't want to make you mad, but we all know the Bible is full of rape, murder, genocide, slavery, all kind of atrocities in the Bible. And, and not in a, this is what our enemies do, so don't be like them kind of way. As long as you are one of mine, have at it. Then Jesus showed up and said, more or less, that the old laws still applied, and he wasn't about to change them. Yeah, he was willing to call out hypocrisy, and he did seem to care somewhat about social justice. He was still the enforcer of some rather distasteful rules. Then let's not even get started on Jesus being his own father, a concept that in addition to making no sense, makes Jesus himself the very same God of the Old Testament that Christians like to dismiss as no longer relevant. The Bible does not set the moral bar very high for you. Let's face it, don't rape people, don't own people, don't hate people, and don't hurt children. They're kind of no-brainers. Everybody should know that. Our friend Jesus and... uh, His old man not only failed to make these things clear, but in many instances, they encouraged, condoned, and commanded them. Sure, Jesus said a few things about loving your neighbor and being kind to strangers, but he also said that not believing in him was the worst offense a person could commit, and that anyone who didn't believe would burn in hell for all eternity. And seriously, the Ten Commandments as a basis for all morality? Checking out your neighbor's wife is worse than raping his daughter. Taking the Lord's name in vain, worse than only slaves. Nice priorities, huh? Add to this the fact that God himself does not follow his own rules, to which Christians respond that mere mortals cannot understand or judge the morality of God. But if the Bible defines morality and God is a different set of rules for himself than humans, we're not allowed to understand his rules, except that we are expected to do as he says, but not as he does. Does it make sense to you? We hear a lot about Jesus' love and God's love and how God so loved the world that he gave his only son. We already covered the part about him not really giving up his son, and enough has been said by people smarter than me about the questionable necessity of having a baby, leaving him for leaving him be for like 30 years and torturing him to death, and then bring him, bringing him back to life a few days later as a way of forgiving humanity instead of, oh, I don't know, just saying, you know, like, I forgive you. We... Also talked about how this is supposed forgiveness isn't worth the paper it's written on. If I'm still considered a sinner and bound for hell for not believing, what was the purpose of everything? A quarter of a million people um, died from the tsunami way back in 2006. And think about COVID. 21st graders, adults slaughtered at Sandy Hook. And we know of all the stuff that's going on now. All the shootings, the mass shootings. People die of starvation, war and disease, raped. People are beaten and just suffer in countless ways. If there is a God who is also loving, as Christians want to believe, why do these things happen? Why do children suffer and die? Why are there droughts and floods and famines? Why why was COVID? God either intervenes or he doesn't. God's either, you know, God, the power, or he isn't. If he does, then he is then suffering exists because God intends for it to be that way. If he doesn't and he isn't, 
then he isn't in control of anything, including the way we live our lives. I'm not here to say that, you know, God's not real. Hey, I've never met him. You haven't either. Um, It's a thing about faith, but I'm just, you know, laying out some facts for you. And, you know, you you make your decisions on what you want to believe, and, and that's all good. I would never tell you not to believe. Believe. We don't know what's true, what's not true. There's no way. It's, it's faith. As, as we were saying, you know, Jesus said, you just got to believe me. I don't know. Because if it's all true, I mean, he also he gave me common sense, too. And, and I'm going to use that a little bit. There's things in the Bible itself, though, that are just, oh, just hard to believe. Absolutely ridiculous. Noah's Ark. We got uh, somebody being eaten by a whale or something, right? Now, that just common sense tells you that can't be true. It's, it's not to say the Bible isn't true isn't based on some truth but the way it's written the way it was interpreted from hebrew whatever it may be it can't be right the way it is today i want to play a little clip for you now you know some people say this is really far-fetched but just focus and 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 listen to this and we'll come back what if you found out the bible was actually translated wrong i was watching a jordan maxwell lecture and my mind was blown according to maxwell many of the belief systems and concepts in modern day judaism and christianity are actually ancient knowledge and not original to the old testament according to maxwell it is the new testament that is the most important story ever told but as a metaphor or encoded message rather than history let's look at some bible verses genesis 1 1 in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth That's not exactly what it says in Hebrew. Elohim, or God, is actually in the plural tense. So what if the actual translation is, the gods created the heavens and the earth? Apparently, nowhere in the Bible does it actually say God created man and woman. Woman, womb, man. Maxwell says, Genesis 1.27, Adam and Eve, when properly translated, says, Come, let us remake man in our image. Remake? Also, who is us and our? Genesis 1.2, and the earth was without form and void. Apparently, this should be translated to, and the earth became a waste and desolation. Was there maybe a massive cosmic event that made it necessary for the gods to replenish the earth? The ancient Sumerians, Babylonians, Egyptians, and Greeks all had theories for this. Zechariah Sitchin says that the Sumerians documented that extraterrestrials, the Anunnaki, came here from a planet twice the size of Earth located within our solar system called Nibiru. Apparently, it has a huge oval orbit and only shows up within our vicinity every 3,600 years. Now, I am by no means saying that we are from aliens, that aliens created the planet. I'm not saying that at all. But if the translation she's talking about in the first part of that is true, which it could be, because remember, the Bible in Hebrew, it's been translated. It's been changed. Things were taken out. We're not seeing the actual writings We're seeing it being translated over and over again. We are seeing what is left after people pick and choose what they want to leave in. If the actual translation says what she said, it it would make sense. The gods, you know, maybe it said that. Maybe maybe it was changed. It would make sense. I'm not actually against that. The gods, that there's more than one. It doesn't change the fact that there's still a god, but it's possible. If it was written that way originally, because, I mean, it is a fact that it has been translated over and over, and it is known that certain parts were taken out. I'd love to see those parts, all the parts that aren't there anymore. As I've said, I'm not trying to convince you one way or the other. We all want to believe. You want to believe that when you take your last breath here on earth, 
that your family, your mama, your daddy, they will be there to greet you and to lead you to some some special place, to heaven, to streets of gold, which makes no sense to me because I thought in heaven there was no rich, no poor, and that kind of thing. So gold is of no value there. So what is the big deal about streets of gold? Gold is nothing. It's dirt. But nevertheless, we want to think that that is what's going to happen. Now, doesn't the Bible say that we will worship God, Jesus, we will praise him, we'll bow at his feet? I I hope there's a lot more to heaven than that, because I don't really, you know, want to do that for eternity. If you believe every word of the Bible and you believe every word is true, nobody will make it into heaven. We're going to talk about the Ten Commandments and the seven deadly sins and what the Bible says that it takes to get into heaven. Next time we talk about Christianity and religion. We've got a lot more to talk about on this podcast, so I don't want to keep going, but I just wanted to give you some common sense. It's faith. And if you have that faith, then keep it. I'm not trying to convince you to lose your faith. I simply just want to discuss things. Use some common sense. Look at what the Bible says. Look at the world today and just talk about it. I want to talk some about prayer, what the Bible says about prayer. Are prayers answered? Are they really answered? Jesus, according to the Bible, gave his life, right? So that we could have everlasting life. He gave his life for us. If that is 100% accurate, what he did and what happened, is it that big of a deal? Now, let me explain before you say anything. Right now, today, if Jesus, the Jesus in the Bible, were to stand before me and say, Jeff, if you will sacrifice your life right now, I will cure cancer. Everyone that has cancer will be cured and there will be no more cancer on the earth. I would say, hey, let's do it. Is that a whole lot different than what we're talking about that that he did? He gave his life so that everyone could have everlasting life. I would give my life so that all those folks with cancer right now would be cured and no one else would get cancer. I don't think it's some godly thing to do. I just think my life is not more important than all those lives. If I could lose my life right now to make all of those people's lives better and the future of the earth better because there is no cancer, I would do it. I wouldn't have to think twice about it. It's similar to what he did. So what's the big deal? I wouldn't see it a big deal that I did that. It's just me. I'm just one person. I would do that. And I don't want you to praise me for it or anything. I would just do it because it's the right thing to do. We'll talk more about religion, Christianity, and the Bible in our next podcast. We'll keep them short because we've got to get on to some other subjects too. I've got Dana waiting and I've got Ben waiting. So we'll talk to them in just a couple of minutes. We're going to wrap up this part of the show, but I tell you what, we will continue this subject. And if you want to join me, if you have opinions, just let me know. I'd like to hear what you have to say. Let's get into more current events, things that are going on in the world today. As we like to do on every podcast, I'd like to present to you the President of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden. Since it took office, families are carrying less debt. Their average savings are up. A recent survey from the Federal Reserve found that more Americans feel financially comfortable than any time since the survey began in 2013. I'm going to say something outrageous. I have never been particularly poor at calculating how to get things done in the United States Senate. 
So the best way to get something done, if you if you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway, I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. The stock market, the last guy's measure of everything, is about 20 percent higher than it was when my predecessor was there. It has hit record after record after record on my Joining watch. Joining us now on our podcast is Ben. How are you, Ben? I'm good. How's it going? Oh, going good. All right. Well, let me first begin before we start talking about the clip we just heard. Uh, this is June. I don't think I've had a chance to tell you. Happy Pride Month. Oh, yeah. Happy Juneteenth. <laughs> yeah, because June's a special month. And every time I get online and watch the news, it's all about Pride Month. So want to make sure I, I uh, say Happy Pride Month to you. We mentioned that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll move on. How about yeah. what you just heard from Joe Biden? The economy is in better shape than it's been since 2013. Yeah, I don't know where he gets his um, where he's getting his figures from because the the stock market is not following any of the direction that he's talking about. I mean, everybody's four hundred one ks are are losing money, and if you just look at the the stock market and what it does every day, it's um, it's losing like one hundred, two hundred, three hundred, sometimes six, eight hundred points in a day. You know, I, I try to watch it every day, and um, it might go up one day, and then it goes down six days after that. And you heard him just a minute ago claiming how great the stock market is right now since he's been in Wrong. office. It's just amazing. Yeah. And and you got to believe, does he does he actually believe that? Is he, is he just saying it, or does he really believe it? I think he's trying to convince people that when he talks – he knows what he's talking about. And and obviously, um, there's there's an element of stupid people out there that believe anything they they hear. Absolutely. And they, they should do they should do their research and do some uh, minor investigation just to see what's going on. The American voter a lot of times isn't very wise to what they do or we wouldn't be in this position that we are right now and and you and i we both every now and then we're not huge tiktok people but we flip through because there's funny stuff on there sometimes it's fun to watch but i see people on there and just earlier today that were saying i don't care if gas gets to ten dollars a gallon i'm still glad biden is president and not trump these are the people you're talking about yeah how do you how do you even defend uh ignorance like that i, I don't I don't know. I mean, uh, it's it's um, unfathomable to me to understand how somebody could hate one man so much that they would vote for somebody else to put them in financial ruins. Yeah, but it happens every day. Now, what I wanted to talk about today is not necessarily Biden. We're not even going to blame Biden. But the fact is, you're at the top. Everything that happens is under your watch. You are responsible. Uh, just as it was when Trump was in office, COVID was blamed on him, even though he had nothing to do with it. What I do want to talk about is, no matter whose fault it is, the inflation right now is so bad. I was in the grocery store just the other day, and I don't know what it's like in Florida, but a dozen eggs. Now, this this wasn't Eglin's best or the good stuff, just the store eggs was over $3 for one dozen. This is not affordable. I know. 
Well, you know, it all, it all starts with the supply chain and um, the fuel prices, which we hit on in an earlier show. And because the, because the fuel prices have gone up, which is a direct reflection of our current um, administration. But anyways, um, because of the gas prices being so high, it's caused everything else in the supply chain to, to get almost to the unaffordable, le- unaffordable level. Right. So, uh, so but, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make no difference if you're buying, uh, if you're buying a dozen eggs or you're buying a, you know, a birthday cake or, you know, a gallon of gas or uh, a beer or whatever it is, the prices have went up. My daughter just came home from work and she works um, in a grocery store. And she said, since she went to work a day and a half ago, donuts in the store bakery where she works have went up almost $2 a dozen. See, that's just amazing. Now, I know it's it's the gas thing, the supply shortage. But let me ask you this. See if you can explain this to me. I saw the other day online where uh, the price of a, a barrel of oil was like $115, dollars We've had that situation many times in the past where a barrel was that price, but it never got to this price at the pumps. How, how does it get there? Well, I just saw it today. Uh, I was looking at stock market today, and uh, crude oil was at uh, $117 plus. Right. Well, you know, they're, they're claiming that there's, they're not able to make enough fuel for the, for the Earth's demands right now. The okay. U.S. Hasn't slowed, hasn't slowed down on – they keep raising the prices, and our demand hasn't slowed one bit. Um, people are continuing to spend, and with the sanctions they got going on in Ukraine, even though we only bought, what, 10, 15 percent of our oil from, from them, right. that, that oil now – our president has put sanctions on that. So even that oil is cut off to us and he's got the Saudi uh, people mad at us. So they don't really want to sell us their oil too much. So it's just um, gotten uh, this week. And I remember telling you this exact same thing last week. I was at the gas station earlier this week and it has went up 45 cents over the past five days here in Vegas, 45 cents. So we're at like five seventy nine for regular $5 and 79 cents. So y'all continuing to climb every day. It goes up every day. It's just, it, yeah. it's getting to a point where the regular person that works, whatever it may be, a grocery store out here in Vegas, in the casinos, the regular person, uh, how do you afford gas? and food it's getting to a point where even when i go through the store now i have to kind of pick and choose what i grab because things have gotten so expensive so i and and we're far from rich but we're lucky enough to where we're making uh, enough money to pay for groceries we're the same way too i mean we 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 don't really live from week to week but but the the overall cost of everything is 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 just staggering and and uh, here in uh, where I live the fuel prices actually uh, dropped about eight cents this week so um, but oh, wow. it'll probably go up it'll probably go up twenty cent next week and I want to be honest with you and honest to the listeners that. Um, that's what's going on here. But the, the cost, you know, we, we, we raised the minimum wage up to what? It, what is the minimum wage, Jeff? Do you know? I don't even know what it is anymore. 
11 12 dollars an hour I, I don't know but they raise the minimum wage and these people that are working at mcdonald's and burger king that are flipping burgers and then when we go through there to buy a burger you take your wife and you get two two meals and you're you're out 28 30 bucks easily it's, it's that ridiculous is, that, yeah that is absolutely unreal we we've done that a few times where we actually pulled away from a drive through thinking was that right look at the receipt there's no way that could have been 28 dollars for two meals at the mcdonald's uh, you know it's so expensive and a minimum wage never was designed to be a career wage it was designed to be an uh, uh, an entry-level position in an entry-level job and you know our administration has brought that on to themselves so just that fact that they raise minimum wage is going to affect the cost of goods across our land. And I don't think even when gas prices come down, I don't think you're ever going to see those prices go back to what they were because of the minimum wage. So you just predict those days are just over. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, I'm not saying they won't come down some, but they're not going to go back to what we're used to seeing. What about housing? How do you feel about it? Will it ever uh, go back to what it was or will it creep down? What is, what's your thoughts? Well, I spoke to a, a friend of mine that was a realtor a couple of weeks ago, and he told me that he thought that the housing market was going to continue to be like it is for at least another year. Now, who's who's to know? what it's going to do. But but I can tell you this, with these inflated prices and people people selling their homes and getting bukus, then they don't have a place to go live. And uh, if you can find a place, I don't I don't know how people can even afford to uh, pay rent when it's yeah. two or four thousand dollars a month. You know, if you can even find a place. And a lot of the places require like your pay to be three times what the, the rent is. And that's pretty hard to do. And have good credit and your $2,000 rent, they're saying you must bring home $6,000 a month just to qualify. Yeah. Not everybody's bringing home $6,000 a month. So I'm not sure what people are supposed to do. Let me ask you, this is something that uh, came out today. I saw this on the news earlier. Uh, We were talking about Biden earlier, but food shortages. The uh, Biden administration today, they unveiled a plan to address looming food shortages in the Western Hemisphere. He's actually going to be sending them $331 million. We're going to help them out with $331 million. And we're not going to help ourselves out first? Absolutely. This is when I always say to people, Trump was America first. That's the thing I'm talking about. We have given to Ukraine so much money, and now... With all the food shortages we have and everything going on here, we're going to give Latin America over $300 million. He just announced that today. So hey, They probably probably need help, but we need help here, too. And, you know, why, why don't we take care of Americans first? Um, you know, listen, uh, all these other countries in the world are, uh, I'm sure they're good people there, and, and we love them all and all that, but... But America comes first. We're Americans. America comes first. That is my thing. Absolutely. I don't mind helping. You know, they're suffering, too. I get it. I don't mind helping. But the money that we're sending them, this is taxpayer money. This is your money. And it's it's everybody that's works. It's it's your money that could be helping America because we've got enough problems going on here ourselves right now that we don't need to be assisting right now with a food shortage in Latin America when we have food shortages here. 
Well, they do these backdoor deals with uh, the Americans' pocketbook. And, you know, back in the day, uh, the president and the Congress had to uh, account for the money that they spent. It seems like now there's no accountability. Uh, He just wakes up one morning or, you know, whoever it is, wakes up one morning and says, oh, we're going to give this amount of money to somebody. And um, it's just gone. And uh, the American public and Congress has nothing to say about it. They just do it. I saw Donald Trump. Uh, a tweet of his that said, I hope we never find life on another planet because Joe Biden will definitely be sending them money. Yeah. Because it's true. It's, it really is the way it is. And the part that just bothers me is it it's not his money. It's, it sure it's, isn't. It's our money. I mean, it's our money. Right. We pay the IRS over and over. And, you know, to go along with that, at the end of the year, you paid the IRS all year. There are a lot of years they come back and say you owe them even more. I mean, I know I'm I'm there. I'm with you. I mean, I'm with I'm with you. And how you feel about this if Social Security goes away and you've been paying it Social Security since she was 16 or 18 years old. And I've been paying into it since I was 18 years old. And they're saying. Oh, well, it might not be around. Well, bullshit it. Better, something better be there for me as much money as I put into it. Yeah, because it's not like a lot of people say it's not an entitlement. This is your money. They took it from you with a promise that you were going to get it back when you hit retirement age. Yeah, and now suddenly we're not sure if it's going to be there. We may be out of money by then. Well, how do you call it an entitlement when you worked for it your whole life and you Absolutely. paid into it? You know, that's uh, a horrible way of explaining what they use the word entitlement i mean it's you know it's it's completely blown out of proportion it shouldn't be like that absolutely uh ben (laughs) we are going to be very soon something we started on last week dana and i are going to ride up to area 51 well you know we're going to get as close as we can get area 51 we don't want to get shot and killed because the podcast will be over (laughs) if that happens but we're going to go up there one evening so we want it to be nighttime so we can see the sky. And we're going to go up there and we're going to actually take the recorder and we're going to record the show live from Area 51. Now, you're going to join us on that one, aren't you? Yeah, that, that's uh, Area 51. That's um, like northwest uh, of Vegas. Is that right? Yeah, it is north. Uh, it's actually kind of northeast of Vegas. I looked it up today to make sure we knew it's about 150 miles from Vegas, the area we need to go to up there. Plenty of warnings online saying do not do not, do not go across those markers because there are signs up saying they will shoot to kill. So I don't want- They're pretty serious about it. But, you know, um, it comes to, it's going to come to a point in time here where our government's going to have to uh, fess up to what's, to what happened, you know, back in 47, you know, when that shuttle crashed. We're going to go out there and see if we can find out for you. Yeah, that sounds good. I wish I uh, could be there with you guys. That'd be great. But uh, it's never been be, it's there. It's going to be fun. And and we'll keep an eye out for, you know, any kind of Bigfoot, Yeti type thing. I don't know if there's any that lives out in the desert because, you know, that's Probably all not. Well, yeah, we're going to be looking for, we're going to look for all of them. And we'll make sure we get you on that show. We're going to record that one within the next couple of weeks. We did the ghost thing. So now we're going to go looking for aliens. So we're going to go to Area 51, or as I tell you, as close as we can get to Area 51, and we're going to do that. Ben, I appreciate you joining us today. And uh, for those who are having trouble paying for gas, paying for food. Oh man, we really do understand. Yeah. We I am too. Like you said, we are not living paycheck to paycheck, but our bank account is not huge and it is getting smaller. It is dwindling. We at this point don't have anything in our 401k right now. We moved it to something else. Thank goodness because everybody that I talk to that has a 401k, it's just 
dwindling down. Yeah, they're taking a beating. I have put mine into like a safe fund, and uh, it might be losing, but it, it's losing at a much at a much slower pace. But, uh, but yeah, um, we need to um, open the the airwaves up to anybody that wants to get in and talk about um, some of these issues we've been talking about. It's uh, uh, we're we're welcoming anybody that wants to come in and and talk about uh, some of these things that are happening in the country yeah and and if we haven't talked about your concern we will we'll talk about whatever you want if it's something that's a concern of yours even if it's something we haven't talked about yet join us we definitely will talk about it ben i do appreciate it and uh hopefully you'll join us uh next week and there's no telling what's going to happen between now and the time we record the next one so no matter what we'll have plenty of biden stuff to talk about because he'll he'll do something stupid between now and then We'll, uh, we'll always have uh, something to get the show going on uh, about that. And then, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking this week, and uh, we'll, we'll put together something neat. All right, Ben, I appreciate you. All right, appreciate you. Take it easy. Okay, now we welcome Dana back into the show. Dana's normally with us throughout the whole show, but this week, segment three is, is all Dana. Oh, exciting. And what do you want to talk about in your segment of our chat online? Because I'll talk about anything. Okay. Well, one thing I've noticed, especially now that I've been flying back and forth more, is people. And it's fun to watch people, but sometimes people can be annoying. And a prime example of that is flying. Okay. Well, you just flew recently, right? I did. Did you ever happen to notice on an hour flight how many people are up and down, in and out of their seats, getting something down from the overhead bin, going to the bathroom? So not too awful long ago, I flew and we had all just gotten into our seats. Now, you know, you've been out before you get on the plane, you're out, you know, you can get something to drink, you can go to the bathroom, you can do whatever you need to do before you get on the plane. Well, we all get on the plane, everybody, you know, sitting down, they're in their seats, they're coming on, they're about to start giving the instructions, you know, what to do in case there's an emergency. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens? One person gets up and runs to the bathroom and... They're in there for a good bit, and the pilot keeps coming on, and the flight attendant saying, we need everyone to be in their seat before the plane can take off, or actually even push away from the gate. So what were they doing in the time that they, before they told me that they got on that plane, sat down, and then needed to run to the bathroom? Um, They were sitting there drinking some drinks. Well, they should have been in the bathroom because that caused us to leave late because they wouldn't take their seats. And what about getting onto the plane? Okay. Now, there's always a line, and they want you to keep moving, right? Mm-hmm. Well, somebody, I kid you not, will be in their seat, and they will jump up before the line can move and be digging in the overhead bin, and now there's a line of people behind them. So what what is your answer? Do you think like once you put something in the overhead bin, pretty much sit down and stay there until and it's time up. to get it out when you reach your destination? 
Exactly. Or get out what you need and then put it in the overhead bin. Like, but the, wait, hang on, your- though. If you, you say get out what you need, so they're going down the aisle. We get you. You're walking down the aisle. And what would you think if they suddenly stopped and started sorting through their bag to get out what they need before they sit down and put it away? Because you just said to get out what they need. So what if they started doing that and keeping, you know, could you see the line behind them getting backed up then? No, I say walk onto the plane with whatever you need in your hand. Oh, get it out before you get on the plane. Yes. Stick your bag up there. Go ahead. Have your iPad or blanket or pillow or whatever in your hands. Okay, gotcha. And just stay in your seat. So once you get in your seat, listen, people, once you get in your seat, sit there, shut up. If it's, if it's, and we don't have to wear masks anymore, but if we ever get back to that and we could put your mask on and just shut up. Yes, because you make the flight for me unbearable when you're up and down 10 times in one flight. Yeah, but the thing is, see, they really, they don't care about you. You know, that's that's the way people well, think of it. that's true, because people are self-entitled these days, so it's all about them. They don't care. That's why they don't wear a mask even when they were supposed to. That's why so many of them got kicked off flights in the past. Well, is there any, any other issues that you have with uh, flying mm-hmm. airlines? Mm-hmm. What else? I do. If you are too big to fit in your seat, then you need to buy two seats. If you have to have a seatbelt extender. Is this from experience? This is from experience. Yes, it was miserable. I was on a miserable flight. Gosh, where was I coming from? Were we? Co- I could have been coming from the south. I don't remember. But this lady, no lie, was basically she was sitting a big, on She my, was a big one. She was sat on my left hip the entire flight. Well, yes, she was big enough where she she could not put the table tray down in front of her because her knees were up against that seat. So those people could not let their seat back at all because... No, and mind you, she had a pile of papers. Wait a second, I I remember her. Now, now let me explain (laughs) something. This lady, um, she's a big one, and that's fine. You know, big people can fly too, but you just need to... Buy more than one seat if you're going to take up that much room. But the thing about this lady is she sat there the entire flight. Now, this was not a one-hour flight. That was more like a a three-and-a-half-hour flight. And she Mm -hmm. sat there, and she ate the whole time (laughs) snacks. She had every kind of possible snack in her bag, and she ate them all. You know, mixed in with a stack of papers that she couldn't even fit underneath the seat. But, you know, one thing I noticed Even though flight attendants said things to the people behind us that would not put, you know, they were holding like their purse or whatever. They told those people, put your stuff underneath the seat. She was so big that they said not one word to her. I think they were scared of her. Well, there was no way for her to get to the seat in front of her. There's, there's, you couldn't see it. There's no way she could have gotten down there. No. I I remember her. Um, yeah. And look, she ate, she ate everything from Doritos to M&M's to chocolate-covered almonds. Then she pulled out tweezers and was plucking hairs like like yeah. I don't even exist. Hello, I'm 
sitting right. Well, you're actually sitting on me. Yeah, I was, I was by the window. You were in the middle, and she sat uh-huh. on the aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, remember her. Miserable, miserable flight. Honestly, if I could have found another seat, I would have left it with you and her because that was a miserable flight. So, what do you? What is your suggestion? Like, buy two seats or the whole row buy, if you think you're going to need the it. Whole, listen, she could have bought the whole row, and then she could have like scattered out all of her stuff, her papers, her snacks. She would have had plenty of room, and she could have had that whole row to herself. Now, people, we're but talking I'm, about Southwest here, so this was not assigned seating. Um, so. There were plenty of seats on the plane. She just happened to pick that one. But another thing I have an issue with is wheelchairs and people who claim that they cannot walk. Because wheelchairs board before us. Right. And I have been, and I think you were there too, where there was at least, I think we counted 50. Teen wheelchairs lined up so much that Southwest, the little people that work at the gate, came on and said, we need wheelchair assistance. We have so many people that need to be taken down. Once we landed in Vegas, (laughs) all these people that had to board first because they were disabled when we boarded the plane, when they jumped off, when we landed in Vegas... None of them needed wheelchairs. They all no. hopped up and ran for the slot machines. No, but do you remember even before we left, they had came on and they had made announcements that they needed assistance, that they didn't have enough staff working to carry that many wheelchairs down the ramp. Well, do you know about half of them when they realized that nobody was going to come and push them down? Yeah, that half happened. Half of them got up and Walk yeah, when, the, when they, what they said was that they didn't have enough people, so what they were going to do is board all the regular ticket people, us, first. Right. And in the end, if you're in one of the wheelchairs, we don't have enough people right now, but you just wait, and once we get the plane boarded, we will come <laughs> back and get you the wheelchair people. And yes, uh-huh. all those wheelchair people that thought uh-huh. they were going to board first all jumped up out of their wheelchairs and got in line. Suddenly, they could walk when they realized they were going to have to board last. Something else, too, and and this has just been our experience. This ain't racist. All those people in those wheelchairs were all black. They were. I mean, that's, and and we're not talking about there was one or two. Uh, Imagine this. There's a flight that's 80% white and maybe Hispanic, okay? And there's 20% that is black. And out of that 20%, you know, 20 of them were in those wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. And those 20, when they said that they would not be boarding first, they were going to have to board last, jumped up out of those wheelchairs and got in line. Suddenly, they mm-hmm. weren't disabled, which leads fast. me, which leads me to the, the subject of disability. And we're going to get to that a whole lot more in a uh, show in the uh, very near future, because I got a lot to say about that. So any other complaints about the airline stand. I, I can give you one. I don't know how many flights recently where we've been on the flight or you've been on the flight and it's supposed to leave at 8.05 mm-hmm. and somebody hasn't made it to the plane yet. They're late. They're not coming in from another flight. So they just haven't made it yet. And we will sit at the gate yes. and wait 
for them while everybody else were getting later and later or waiting on this one person <laughs> who did not show up to the airport in time. We're not talking about they flew in on a flight that came in late. They just absolutely showed up late. We get to the airport on time. We get to the airport way, way early. Um, and you should, too. Everybody should. So, But you know what? It's that same person that showed up late that will also get up and run to the bathroom and make us even later so that the plane can't even leave the gate. Well, they, they had to because they had to pee. They had to pee because, you know, they had to run to the you, gate, although I'm not sure they're you really know running. What? You can't tell me, because these aren't older people. I know older people, you know, they can't hold their bladders quite as much. I'm talking younger people. They can hold it. Yeah. All right. So any at other any until, other complaints about at airlines? At least until we're in the air. You can hold it until you're in the air. Okay. Well, there you go. One last thing you can you can talk about, which has to do with almost like flying, is what about like when you're driving on the road? We're going to use... For example, 95 out here. Now, if you're from the East Coast, 95 is the interstate. Out here, it's not an interstate. U.S. Uh, 95. It's the 95. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, this road is absolutely, it's a two-lane road through the desert. goes on forever through the desert. And it is loaded with RVs and travel trailers. The speed mm-hmm. limit is like 65 but none of them seem to be able to do over 50 miles an hour. And they do not bother, even though there's a million areas you could pull off. It's a desert. You could pull off yes. anywhere. Mm-hmm. There will be 100 cars lined up behind these RVs. And then if you do decide you're going to pass them, which you've got to be really careful out on these little two-lane roads in the desert, and you try to get over a little bit to the left so you can see, the RVs always seem to go right down they, the middle of the road. They do. They you can't ride see around the center them. line. Yeah, so you, it, what should take you two hours can take four hours because you're not just passing one. And I'm telling you, if you've never been out here and rode these these highways out here like 95, you won't know what I'm talking about. There will be five of them lined up and then 20 cars behind that with a few RVs mixed in the middle. It can take forever. If you're going to get on the road in your RV or your travel trailer, if you can't do the speed limit, get off the road or find you another route. Don't get on the road. If you see you've got 100 cars lined up behind you, but they just ride along like, you know, I know I know the attitude well, is like, well, they'll go around me if they want to. Well, here's the thing. They're an RV pulling a car. Yeah, that happens all the time. So I, we even have the 18 wheelers are passing them. Mm-hmm. on these roads so it's not just cars you even see the big mm-hmm. rigs passing them it's and it's so dangerous because this is, is a two-lane road and people are passing sometimes when they shouldn't be and and so many times you come close to head-on collisions not yes you know when you're passing but you'll be in you have- i made it to the front of the line okay i'm cruising along just fine i'm past all those rvs and up ahead of me there's somebody in my lane because they're trying to pass five rvs you know, in the opposite lane, but they're heading right toward me. Then at the last second, they have to jerk back into their lane. Yeah, you have to really, uh, like, be alert and pay attention. And there's signs everywhere that you have to, you know, ride with your headlights on. Yeah, that's so, so people can see you coming. But half, yeah. the, half the people don't do that either. They're in an RV. They're carrying their car. And they're just going to cruise along at a 
you know, 50 miles an hour. And there's nothing wrong with having an RV and going out no. and doing stuff. But you no. just, if you can't do the speed limit, if you see cars getting lined up behind you, look, you're already poking. So it's not going to make you any later to pull off. And trust me when I tell you, there's a zillion places you can pull off. It's not right. like being in the south where the side of the road is grass. It's You can pull off just about anywhere on these roads. So pull And over. there will be signs that say use uh, pull out. I have been, every now and then you'll come along a passing lane. Now these passing lanes only last about a mile and you'll finally see one, a passing lane two miles ahead and you're thinking, finally I'm going to get around even though I'm like, I'm fifth in line behind four RVs. And when we get to the passing lane, I'm thinking, here we go. The RV in front of me will get over into the fast lane to try to pass the other three RVs. And by the time we get to the end of the RV line, I'm still fifth in a row. And, you know, it, it like. And then the passing lane ends. Yeah, the passing lane ends. Now I'm stuck behind this. I was stuck behind a different one because the one I was stuck behind, he managed to get ahead of one RV. So he's third in line up there now. Just, you know what? It's so like this. True. Just keep your ass in the slow lane. And well, let all the, the fast thing. cars go. We're coming from different areas. Me and you, we usually meet in the middle, right? Yep. yep. So I'm I'm coming from the north. You're coming pretty much from the south. We meet in the middle, and we experience the same thing on that road. All we're saying is, if you're going to drive them, hey, more power to you if you got one. Look, yeah. if you got the time off and you got the money, yeah. and you can just ride around. Amen. Do it. But. That's the thing. They don't realize anybody else is in a hurry because they have plenty of time. Yeah, they got plenty of time, and we're trying to get somewhere, you know. Okay, well, there you go. they're going to cause an accident, you know, because here I am zooming around them at 80 or 90 miles an hour to make sure I can get over before I I've been passing some of those people. I've been passing some of those RVs before and glanced down, and and the speedometer be over 100 miles an hour. And you don't... You don't feel like you're doing that fast, but the thing is, if I'm just passing one, you don't have to get mm-hmm. up to that speed, but sometimes right. you're passing six RVs. They're lined up. So when you All see that opening, behind them. you see an opening in that left lane, the lane that's coming towards you. If you see an opening and there's nothing coming in, fortunately, there are a lot of areas where you can see a long way. You know, you can. It's the desert. It's nope. You can see. So when you hop over there, you're trying to get around six, you know, RVs carrying SUVs that are carrying, you know, um, golf carts. And I mean, like, it's the way it is. Right. So, uh-huh. all right. Well, there you go. Um, so, Dana, anything else you want to add before we wrap up this edition of our chat online? Oh, I got plenty more to say, but I can save it for another chat. Save it. Save it for the next one. Um, one thing I do want to uh, give out. I want to do this at the end of every show, just because you work a lot, Dana. You pay a lot of taxes, don't you? more than my fair share. And there are so many people that sit out there and collect disability. Now, you know what? Here's what we say. If you are disabled, absolutely. You know what? If you went to war, and there are a lot of people like this, and you got legs blown off, absolutely this country owes you. They changed your life forever. They owe you. But there are so many people, so many people, that claim disability and are only disabled for the visit to the doctors and the lawyers and stuff like that. And, you know, once they get out of there, that disability seems to be a whole lot better. Here's the problem. It's your tax dollars. If you work, you're paying taxes. And think about this. They say Social Security might not even be around, you know, 20 years from now. 
Well, they're collecting money that you're paying. If you suspect someone of fraud, disability, if you know somebody that's not disabled and they're just collecting money, you're paying it. I mean, you could sit there and think nobody's getting hurt by it, but you're paying it. Your taxes, Dana, everybody that works, your taxes are paying it. You need to report them. That's what you need to do. We need to start reporting the people that are lying. The How government, do you do that, though? There is there's there's several ways. Let me give you the uh, Social Security Administration fraud hotline. I want to give this out at the end of every show. 800-269-0271. You can do it anonymous. Um, you can do it confidential. If you want to go ahead and give them your information, but they won't share it. Or anonymous. Or you can, you know, share everything. But the number is 1-800-269-0271. You can also do a form online. You can do it online. Again, anonymous or confidential. Or there's a Social Security Fraud Hotline at P.O. Box 17768. That is in Baltimore, Maryland, 21235. It is not fair that so many people are working and paying for that money that you're living on. All the things you're doing. If you truly cannot work and are truly disabled, we understand completely. But many times, many, many times, that disability is only a true disability when you're going to the doctor and you're faking how bad you're disabled. And we know this. We know it happens. Well, this was an interesting little um, case. So had this little baby at work. Daddy comes in. He looks probably like he's in his 30s. I wouldn't say no more than that. And uh, comes in walking with a cane. So immediately I'm thinking, I'm sure he's on disability. You know, baby's on Medicaid. So I'm sure um, he's on disability. Well, baby needed a car seat test. So um, that's where we put them in the car seat and they have to sit there for 90 minutes just to make sure they don't have any, you know, problems with their heart rate or their, you know, O2 saturation. Well, I wasn't going to do it because that's their car seat. That's their baby. They should put the baby in the car seat themselves. So here you go. Car seats on the ground or on the floor. And uh, mom gets down there. Next thing you know, dad puts his cane down and he's on all fours on the floor fixing that car seat to make sure that it is adjusted properly for that baby. Yeah. Disability. You're not always disabled. You know, you're you're disabled when it's kind of convenient. And that's what we've seen so many times. And it's wrong. Now, this is really, it's for the people that go to work every day. You, the ones that are going to work, that are having a hard time paying your bills. Think about this. When those stimulus checks came out, those were because so many people were out of work. Remember? Those Mm -hmm. little puny ass checks. Okay. Here's the deal. People on disability got those checks. How is that even right? What they were making never went down. They didn't have to worry if COVID was everywhere. They don't have to worry about businesses closing. They continue to get those checks because your tax dollars keep paying them. So if you work and you're paying taxes, these people are living off your money. And like we said, if they are disabled, that's one thing. But the majority of them, in my opinion, are not disabled. Not enough to where you cannot go to work. You may not want to. Who wants to? But you're not so disabled that you can't go to work and get a job. Their job is 
to go to the doctor, you know, maybe once, twice a week, whatever it takes, go to lawyers now. That's their job. So if they work, you know, five hours a week doing that kind of stuff, I guess they have a job. They get paid really well for it. And the rest of the time, they sit home or they're, they're, they're on vacations and they're, you know what I mean? They just, they do everything that we do. But the problem is what we do is with money we worked for. It's not for money from the government. Quit using the government. 1-800-269-0271. Start reporting them. Let's get it stopped because it's your money that you're paying them to live the good life. And they're going to say, I'm not living a good life. I want to go to work. Bull. If you want to go to work, you'd go. That's just stupid. Right. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. We're going to talk a lot more about that. Um, I saw a, uh, it was a TikTok the other day online where somebody was saying that they're not going to go to work. They don't have to go to work because taxpayers are going to pay their salary for the rest of their life because they're disabled. And they were riding around in like a BMW and they were talking about all the, they said they were going to go get Gucci nails and their Prada purse and all this stuff. And thank you to all the taxpayers that are paying this because I'm disabled. Mm. Mm. Report them. Yeah, that's some disability. All right, Dana, that's going to wrap our show up tonight. Remember, if you want to be a guest, no matter what you want to talk about, doesn't matter. We'll talk about anything and everything. Our chat online, 2022 at gmail.com is the way to get in touch with us. You can get our podcast now at Amazon Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. And, of course, our own website, ourchatonline.com. Have a great week, Dana, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye.